Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 65, 10 things you can do to finish strong and focus forward. Hi, this is Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com, and you're listening to Brian Holmes, one of my favorite people and certainly one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. You have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. We are all about changing nations. It's our desire to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. We want to see you discover who you really are and engage with all that God has created you to be and to do. Well, as always, it's going to be a great program today. I'm glad you've joined us. Got lots to talk about, everybody. Let's get started. Well, another year has come to an end. I'm recording this podcast episode, the latter part of December, just before the Christmas holidays, and I tell you what, everyone that I'm talking to is really dialoguing about the future, what it's going to hold. We're looking at world events. We're looking at things taking place here in our own country. We're looking at politics and all the wranglings of people vying for this position and that role and that struggle and that policy. And, you know, we're looking at economics. We're looking at the stock market. We're looking at all of these different things so as to somehow maybe predict what our future would look like. But I will tell you that our future is bright and God's plans for our lives are not contingent upon, nor are they dependent on all that's happening around us in our world. Some folks that I'm talking to are lamenting as they approach the end of another year. They're considering what could have been or what might have been. Some are uh, talking about goals that they set that they did not hit, and they're beating themselves up over that. I know a lot of folks this year have been through tremendous struggles and even some traumatic events. Just this week, my wife and I and my kids visited... uh, a family that we have known for many years. In fact, uh, a lady passed away this week who had a tremendous role in my children's lives and in our lives. And, you know, you look at these types of things that take place over the course of a year, and you cannot help but think what might have been or what could have been. We look at possible regrets and things that we wish we would have done differently. Well, I tell you what, my strong encouragement to you is this. You cannot change the past. In fact, the Bible admonishes us to forget those things that are behind us and look forward to those things that are in front of us. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes to us that we are to press in, we're to push forward, we are to engage with all of our might, all of our heart in the kinds of activities that bring us into God's plans into the future that he's created for us. And I want you to consider that. Forget the past. 
look to the future. The prophet Isaiah, probably my favorite book in the Bible, really, wrote several places, chapter 43, chapter 45, chapter 48, that we are to forget the past, remember the former things no more, put all of the the things behind us that we can put behind us and to look ahead at what is being created right now. So no matter where you are today, or maybe even where you hoped you would have been at this date in time in your life, I want you to know there is a future, there is a plan, God has something very powerful and very prosperous and blessed for you just just ahead a little bit, just right around the corner. Yes, you may need to make some adjustments. You may need to refocus. Many of us are looking at renewing some commitments to ourselves, to God, to those that we love and those that love us. But in any case, your future is bright. So today on this podcast, I want to share with you 10 specific things that you can do to finish this year strong and to focus forward on what is just about to be your future, your tomorrow, what God has for you. You're going to come into it. You're going to experience it. You're going to be blessed by it, but it's time now to finish strong and to focus forward. Ten things. I want to just jump right in here and share these with you. And I hope that this will be a conversation starter, maybe around your kitchen table over the next several weeks. I encourage you to get with some people who are positive-minded, forward-thinking, who can share these concepts with you, and you can share it with them, and you can dialogue, talk about it, encourage each other. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so Maybe you can take this list of 10 things to focus on and share it with some folks and and see if you can't sharpen someone, see if maybe someone can't call you to accountability and to a greater place of success and accomplishment in your own life. So 10 things, here they are. Number one, celebrate this year's moments. What do you mean, Brian? I am convinced that we do not do enough celebrating We do not do enough in giving ourselves kudos, credits, throwing ourselves a party. And I'm not talking about being egotistical and crazy and weird. I'm just saying, man, if we screw something up, we spend all kinds of energy and time and emotion seeing to it that we remind ourselves moment by moment, play by play, day by day, month after month of what we didn't do right. But we take so little time to celebrate the moments where our life went from one level to another, where we had a big win, where we accomplished something significant, where in our relationships, maybe a relationship was tested, but it went to a different level because we were able to pass that test. We don't, we don't take time to really embrace the significance of wins and accomplishments and and moments where God really brought us into a different place altogether. I want you to consider getting a yellow pad out, a legal pad, or some kind of a notepad, 
and just write out as many things as you can where during 2014, something good happened in your life, something you, a promotion, uh, some kind of a significant raise in your income, some a contract that you landed, a business that you started, a relationship that means something significant to you and it was raised to another level. Maybe it was a brand new relationship that God brought you into and that was a moment. And yes, you just you engaged it, but you didn't take time to celebrate it. Give yourself credit where credit is due. Give yourself a slap on the back, an attaboy, a way to go, Brian. Celebrate this year's moments. Number two, take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for you. Now listen, I am a person who tends, if I'm not careful, to want to fix everybody else around me. In other words, I consider myself a problem solver. I consider myself someone who can readily offer solutions and ideas to help people move from one place to another. That's a gift God's given me. But I tell you what, I I tend sometimes to focus more on fixing other people than I do on dealing with my own issues. And so if you're not satisfied with the outcomes or the results or maybe the financial state that you're in after uh, this entire 12-month period that we call 2014, guess what? You can't really blame the economy for that or, or, or this boss or that job or that employer or that friend or that relative. At the end of the day, we must take responsibility for where we are what we have, and even those things that we don't have in our life. I'm a pilot. I think some of you probably realize that. I fly airplanes. I've been flying since 2001. I'm sorry. Rewind. Since 1991. And I just have a tremendous passion for everything that involves aviation and aerospace. Uh, I just love it. I love everything about it. The United States demonstration team that uh, is put forward by the United States Navy, the Blue Angels, they have a, a process that they do after every practice and after every public performance. As soon as they're done with their entire routine, they go into a debriefing room and spend several hours there and they watch video footage of every single second of every aircraft's participation in that performance. And if they are off by inches or if they miss the timing of a turn or miss the timing of a, uh, a smoke on or whatever the, the exercise might be, if they miss anything, that pilot out loud does something that they call fess it and fix it. That pilot will say, I acknowledge that I made a mistake right here. What I did was, and they'll spell out the mistake that they made. What I recognize I could have done differently is, and they spell out what they should have done differently. And then this is the big one. They say that in the next performance or the next practice, here's what I commit to this group to do. I will do X, Y, and Z, and I will do it with excellence, and I will do it with my skills, and I will commit to doing a better job the next time. What an amazing example that is of of taking personal responsibility. Where can you improve? What mistakes did you make? How Did you drop the ball? If you did, no big deal, but let's fess it, let's fix it. What kind of adjustments do you need to make in order to do better, in order to perform at a higher level? What are you committing to as a part of taking responsibility for yourself? 
So number one is celebrate this year's moments. Number two, take responsibility for yourself. And by the way, let me just put this footnote here. I really would love for you to think about in 2015, spending 90% of your time looking at yourself in the mirror and taking responsibility for yourself and only maybe five or 10% of the time trying to fix other people. I promise you, you'll go further in life and do so much more if you do that. All right. The third thing that you can do to finish strong and to focus forward for the new season is to forgive. Forgive others and forgive yourself. What do you mean, Brian? Unforgiveness, bitterness, or things that you just insist on holding on to as if you need something in your arsenal just in case you need to go in and get a weapon to use it against someone. Things that you hold on to, they're not hurting that other person. They're destroying you. They are taking away your power. They are literally, they, not that person, but you holding on to it is actually robbing you of the power to move beyond it and get on with life and succeed and experience what God has for you in its full measure. Unforgiveness will kill you. Well, unforgiveness towards someone else is one thing, but how about this? What about where you really screwed up? Where you messed up, you dropped the ball, you made a massive mistake, you really hurt someone, you really uh, you, you failed at that job, you failed at that business endeavor, or maybe you know you tried something new and it just totally flopped. Can you forgive yourself? Can you forgive yourself? Will you forgive others and yourself? I, I tell the story in some of my seminars, and it's a very powerful story, and I'm not going to tell it in its entirety here, but the principles is so important, I believe. Uh, this very elusive monkey or varmint, I suppose, uh, was being hunted and tracked. And this group was trying to find a way to capture so they could sell to zoos and what have you, this particular animal. And this little booger was just, man, he was just not, he was, (laughs) he was just not going to get caught. So someone came up with a great idea to, to build a little small wooden box, maybe one foot tall by one foot wide, about one foot deep. And uh, it had boards on all sides and only one little small hole, maybe the size of a golf ball on the front end. But inside that box, they put uh, a couple of bananas in there, pieces of fruit that were very attractive to this particular breed of, of animal. Well, wouldn't you know, these guys walked up and they put their little paws in there and they grabbed a hold of this piece of fruit and they were trapped because the box, of course, was secured to the ground. But all the little guy did was put his arm in there, but he grabbed a hold of what he wanted to hold on to and refused to let it go. He refused to release what was inside the box. But because of that, he became trapped because his fist was too large to withdraw from the box. What's the moral of the story? It's very simple. What you feel trapped by is of your own doing. All you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is something really simple. And it goes something like this. That's right. Let it go. You got to let it go. You have to simply let it 
go. So number one, celebrate this year's moments. Number two, take responsibility for yourself. Number three, forgive others and forgive yourself. Let it go. Number four, be ruthless with unbelief and negativity. John Maxwell says that attitude, your attitude determines your altitude. You will never rise higher than the level of the attitude or the beliefs that you hold concerning yourself, concerning your worth, concerning value, concerning others. Those beliefs literally govern your trajectory in life. Negativity is an atmosphere that fosters failure and lack and and uh, just a lethargic sense of not being able to be motivated to do what it is you have the capacity to do. People who, who look at the glass as half empty versus half full. Listen, I'm not just talking about you being ruthless with you and your unbelief and negativity. You need to be ruthless with, with relationships even. Not, don't be ugly to the people, but you understand what I'm saying. If, if someone in your life is negative and is full of unbelief, you might not want to be around them too much because they are costing you your future. Be ruthless with unbelief and negativity. Number five, be intentional about being thankful. Notice that all these have to do with attitude. Be intentional about being thankful. Who are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Is there any area in your life where you've not expressed your gratefulness? Have you been ungrateful? Is there a place in your life where you've not shown gratitude and thanksgiving where it really was due and it should have been given? I want you to take time on that list that you're working on and make a literal list of all the things you are thankful for. That's one of the things that I know will help you to finish strong and focus forward. Celebrate this year's moments. Take responsibility for yourself. Forgive others and yourself. Let it go. Number four, be ruthless with unbelief and negativity. Number five, be intentional about being thankful. Number six, simplify and declutter. We have so much junk and mess in our life, both literally and figuratively. We have so much in our space, so much clutter in our minds, so much demand on our time and our attention and we're doing so many things that aren't even aligned with our purpose or our calling. We have so much stuff happening all the time around us. Our desks are cluttered. Our countertops are cluttered. Our closets, oh my God, don't even talk about the closets. All these things are just packed with, with things that demand our emotional energy and attention. It's time to get back to a simpler way of living. Simplify, declutter. Rid yourself of things that are irrelevant and unnecessary. Number six is simplify and declutter. Number seven, I'm going to encourage you to set no more than five major goals for the new year. You say, well, Brian, I've got a whole list of goals. Yeah, that's great. You can, you can have a, a master list and throw those in a drawer somewhere, but here's the piece. Too many goals or too many projects that you have on the plate at one time literally sap your your creativity because it really is difficult to manage emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, creativity, creatively rather, uh, more than one or two things at a time. So I would say determine your top three goals for the new year and write those down. Make those top three goals your primary, if not your exclusive focus coming into the new year. 
And you know what? If you get those particular goals knocked out quickly and you hit them out of the park, then no problem. Bring the master list out, set some new ones. But focus on no more than five, but I would recommend that you focus on only three big goals for 2015. Number eight. Number eight. Develop new habits and rituals. Listen, if you want a different result in your life than what you've presently been able to produce, it stands to reason that you must do something different, do something new, shift things around, change things up, because if we do the same thing over and over again, we're going to uh, experience the same exact result over and over again. I'll give an example of this. This is just one example. I'm going to give you several other ideas in this category. But uh, not too long ago, uh, around the 1st of October, I really came to a, a sort of a crisis place. And I don't mean crisis in a, a horrible, tragic sense, but just a place where I realized it was time for me to stop talking about doing something about my health and really get serious about it. And in order to do that, I, yes, I could go on a crash diet. Yes, I could just do something crazy. I've done that many times. I know some of you have probably done the same thing. But I decided, no, I have to do a lifestyle change, which means I'm going to have to reformat the, the hard drive, that part of my brain that actually focuses on how I eat, what I eat, when I eat, etc. And so I decided I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to get some supervision, some accountability. I, ha- I had a doctor who helped me through the process. And from October the 20th, 20th till, till present day, I've lost about 42 or 43 pounds. Now, am I where I want to be? No, I've got a little ways to go, but I am well on my way and I am doing my my very best because I'm committed to living healthy. Therefore, I have to be committed to new habits and new rituals. I can't go to the freezer at 11.30 p.m. when I get the munchies and pull out a bowl of Blue Bell home-style vanilla ice cream and have two or three bowls of it. I can't do that because that's a habit that is counterintuitive and counterproductive to the goal, to the outcome, to the lifestyle that I want to live. I can't be eating fatty foods and lots of fried foods. I can't just, you know, throw down at Kentucky Fried and have whatever I want to all the time. Sometimes I can, but most my habits and my rituals need to be very well Uh, determined. I need to be committed to those. And as a rule, that is how I live my life. So I want to get more accomplished in my day. Well, how about getting up a little earlier? Make that a part of your daily habits and rituals. Well, if if you're going to get up early, guess what else you got to do? You got to go to bed earlier. You can't stay up till midnight watching infomercials and, uh, you know, the, the, shopping channel. You can't do that. You've got to make some choices and those choices become your habits and your rituals, and those lead to different outcomes. For me, it's getting up earlier than I've been getting up over the last couple of years. It's before I ever turn my computer on. I don't, I don't want to sit down on my computer and flip on my emails and start just hunting and pecking and looking at all the stuff that's out there. No, I, I, go, I have a ritual. I get up in the morning. I go to the kitchen. I give myself a very refreshing glass of water. And I, I personally, I have a a water, uh, I have a medical device actually that is a, a water machine that actually produces extremely healthy water, not just filtered, but uh, phenomenal water. It's called Kangen water. I drink 16 to 18 ounces, maybe sometimes 20 ounces of water straight out 
of the gate. Why? Because I'm dehydrated in the evenings and at night, sleeping all night long, I get up and I want to hydrate my body right up front. Then I go and I brew my French press cup of coffee and I have one, usually maybe one and a half cups of coffee in the morning. While I'm sipping on my coffee, I go into my office and I sit down in my chair and I start my day off in a place of meditation and devotion and reading and learning and whatever, praying, meditating, those kinds of things. My exercise, my commitment to exercise has to do with new habits and rituals. I'm now working on getting into the habit every day of walking a couple of miles in the morning, walking a couple of miles in the evening. My eating habits, we've mentioned those. How about this for a ritual and a habit? This is one that I have as a major goal for my life in 2015. That is truly living a life that includes Sabbath rest. I've not been good at this, but taking one full day per week where I don't turn on the computer, I don't try to do any work, I don't even necessarily... Uh, you know, look at my day planner or what I'm going to, I don't use that day for planning my next week. Just a day where I unplug, I refresh, I do something recreational, something fun, something restful. How about this? This is a big one. My plan and my commitment for 2015 is to take one week every quarter and go away and decompress. Quiet time, restful time, no computers, no phones, peaceful place, maybe in the mountains, maybe on the creek, maybe on the river, somewhere where I can get away from the city and just rest, just rest. I've heard Michael Hyatt and several others talking about recently taking one month out of the year and making that entire month a Sabbath. What an amazing concept. And not all of us are there yet where we can take that kind of time away. But I want to encourage you to start somewhere, including Sabbath rest. How about this is a new habit or ritual, making blocks of taking blocks of time for certain activities and putting them on the calendar where, okay, I know that on Tuesdays from 9 a.m. till noon, I'm working on this and that's all I'm focused on. That's a great ritual. You see the idea. What Whatever you need to accomplish, back into that by looking at what can you do to change your habits and rituals to accomplish those goals. All right, that's number eight. Number nine, the ninth thing you can do to finish this year strong and to focus your life forward is to commit to personal growth. Commit to personal growth. You hear me talk about this often. Uh, the four cornerstones for strategic living, these are the, the, the guideposts to everything that I believe that God's called me to do by way of my service to mankind. But I believe that we should, one, experience personal healing. Number two, we should experience personal discovery. Number three, focus on personal development. Number four, engage in personal deployment, which means to actually become engaged in and active in that which God has given us to do in this lifetime. But this personal growth piece, this personal development piece is paramount. And in that arena, you have to consider that readers are leaders and leaders are readers. But you want to know somebody, the people that you gravitate to for leadership or input in your life, you'll find that they're readers. Going to seminars, going to conferences, purchasing audio programs, video programs, online courses, uh, see, just using your your automobile as a university on wheels, plugging in a CD, plugging in your iPod, using MP3s, whatever you have to do, podcasts, 
whatever you have to do to be feeding your mind, feeding your spirit, and growing your capacity for your own personal leadership. Number nine is commit to personal growth. Now, I guarantee you that quite a number of you listening to this podcast have not made enough ground in that area in 2014. I'm going to challenge you right now to make that one of your primary focuses. If you commit to a lifestyle of personal growth and development, I promise you, you will rise to the top of all of the individuals in your category, in your sphere, in your world, because most people aren't going to make this commitment. But I believe you will. Commit to personal growth. And number 10, last but certainly not least, open your heart and your mind to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You say, ooh, that sounds important. Yes, it is. It is incredibly important. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth, all revelation. And so the role of, of God's Spirit in our life as Christians, as believers, as sons of God in the earth is for him to be actively engaged in our day-to-day life, nudging us, prompting us, speaking to us, leading us, giving us clues about where the next step is, where the next opportunity is. Here's a question. Do you ask God for his input on things? I would strongly recommend that you do because guess what? The Bible says if you ask for bread, he will not give you a stone. Now, there's all kinds of things I can say about that, but at the end of the day, the principle is very simple. If you ask him for his help and his leadership, he's not going to give you false direction. He's not going to send you around China to get to, you know, Arizona. He's going to give you the the place, the steps to take, the place to go, the path to walk out. He's going to show you where he wants you to be, when he wants you to be there. His leadership is perfect. And I promise you, as a heavenly father, he wants to be involved in your life if you'll just include him. The challenge sometimes is that we don't trust him to lead us. We, we've maybe had an experience along the way where we felt like we, we missed something and, and we don't trust anybody, frankly, but we certainly don't trust someone we can't see. Well, guess what? Blessed are those who have believed and not seen. Open your heart and mind in this coming year to hearing his voice, inquiring of him, asking him for his help, his guidance, his leadership, and I promise you, it will absolutely revolutionize the way that you do life. That is my testimony, and that is my experience over the last several years. So once again, the top 10 things that you can do to finish strong and to focus forward. Number one, celebrate this year's moments. That's right. Make a list. Throw a party. Buy yourself a smoothie or a Dr. Pepper. I don't care. Just give yourself some kind of a special gift for doing good. Number two, take responsibility for yourself. Remember this idea, fess it and fix it. Don't point outside yourself. Don't be, play the blame game. Don't be the victim. Just look in the mirror and say, yep, that's me. I'm going to deal with this. This is what where I'm at, but here's what I'm going to do going forward. Number three, forgive. Forgive yourself first and forgive others. Let it go. You cannot go back and change any of it, but you can release it, put it at the cross, 
Let it be done and don't allow that thing to continue to hold you back. Be released. Forgive. Number four, be ruthless with unbelief and negativity. Don't put up with it in your own mind and don't put up with it from people around you. Find an environment where you can experience faith, confidence, belief, positivity, optimism, strong, positive confessions, things that God agrees with. What does heaven say about you? That's what you got to agree with. Get those kind of people around you. Number five, be intentional about being thankful. That's right. Sit down and write a monster list of everything you're thankful for and decide now to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving and gratefulness. That will change your attitude tremendously. Number six, simplify and declutter. That's right. Stop trying to be everything to everybody all the time, doing everything, going everywhere. Take time to think about what do you want and just simplify your life. Number seven, set three major goals, no more than five for the new year and focus on those until they're accomplished. Don't set 20 or 30 or 40 goals that you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. No more than five, but I, I encourage you to focus on no more than three goals really going into the new year and really administer those as if your life depended on it. Number eight, develop new habits and rituals. Number nine, commit to personal growth. Oh, that's a big one. And number 10, open your heart and mind to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Get father, get daddy involved in your day-to-day life. If you do these things, I promise you, it's going to make a massive, massive difference. I want to encourage you to comment on this episode by going to brianholmes.com forward slash 065. That'll bring you to the show notes. Scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and you'll see the comment section there. I'd love to hear from you about the things that you're shifting and changing, the adjustments you're making. How are you finishing strong and how are you focusing forward? for the new year. Well, there's a couple of wonderful things that I want to share with you here before we jump off of this episode. I'm thrilled to announce to you uh, a little prematurely here, but I'm going to give you a heads up Mark your calendars for February the 27th and 28th. That's a Friday evening and all day Saturday. We're going to be hosting the New Beginnings Intensive Workshop. This is a powerful, powerful seminar slash workshop where I walk you through the process of doing several key things. Number one, you will reconcile the past. You're going to be able to balance out the sheet Look at the books and get them all reconciled and balanced for the year. You're going to be able to bring closure to what uh, needs to be closed up and and finished out. You're going to be able to to literally turn the page into your new season, new beginnings. Number two, you're gonna we're gonna walk you through a, a very special exercise to awaken the dreams within you. I have not met anyone in my lifetime that doesn't have some dormant dream that needs to be awakened, needs to be supercharged, needs to get some paddles and just clear, boom, give that thing a little push. And there is something in your heart that I believe God's wanting to awaken for the new season you're coming into. And we're going to show you how to do that. When you leave that room on that Saturday, you're going to have some big things to go accomplish. 
Once you've awakened those dreams, identified those dreams, and articulated that dream, we're going to help you to develop a solid plan and strategy to walk out the fulfillment of that dream. And then the very last thing we do on Saturday afternoon is we spend about an hour focusing on you. We, I have a team of people that comes with me. We're going to actually be spending personal time with you and making sure that before you walk out of the room, that what is inside of you has been activated and has been released so that you can go be the man or the woman that God's created you to be. Mark the dates right now, right here in Dallas-Fort Worth area. We'll announce the locations and the times and all that coming forward here in the first week of January. But February 27 and February 28, it's going to be a powerful way to launch into your new beginning. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings, or you can just go to the homepage. You'll see a banner there for that as well. Listen, I want to announce to you that next week is Christmas week. And I'm going to, yes, I'm going to take a Sabbath Christmas week, and we're not going to be releasing a podcast episode next Friday, but I will be releasing a Christmas greeting video to you along with our regularly scheduled Monday Mastery next week. So be watching. You'll have a Monday Mastery video on Monday, of course. That's why we call it Monday Mastery. And then on Wednesday, we'll have a nice little uh, uh, blog post or quote or something that's useful and helpful and encouraging to you. And then we'll have a wonderful video up for Christmas so that you can uh, experience our heart and know that how much we appreciate and love you. And, and we're thankful for you. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. So that just about wraps it up. So let's just begin to put this thing to bed. Got a couple of amazing interviews coming up here in the next few weeks on our podcast. I'm going to be interviewing author and speaker and uh, I would call him a mentor. Uh, he is a wonderful, wonderful man who has written a number of books, but uh, it's going to be an amazing time. In just a couple of weeks, we'll be hearing from Wayne Jacobson, author of He Loves Me, author of Finding Church. Going to be interviewing John Morgan. We call him W. You'll understand why when you meet him. What an amazing testimony and story that he has to share. I want to encourage you to subscribe to our email updates. You can do that at brianholmes.com, of course. Subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. And if you'd be so kind to help us, Rate the podcast while you're in there. Just give us a one, two, three, four, or five-star rating and leave a review. That helps really boost the visibility of the podcast so that more and more people can find out about what we're doing here at the Strategic Living Podcast. Well, wonderful to have you as always. I wish you a blessed Merry Christmas, a wonderful week. Remember the reason for the season. Jesus really is the reason for the season. Know that we love you, we appreciate you, we're grateful for you. I trust that something we've shared today has blessed you and challenged you to really look forward to what God has in store for you. Until next time, remember that you are made in His image, designed for a purpose, and destined for greatness. Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless.